Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hey, faithful listeners, this is Jen here with the P40 Ministries podcast. Happy Friday and thanks so much for tuning in this morning. So we are going to be reading out of Exodus chapter two. I finally got used to saying Exodus in this uh, podcast because since season two has come out, I have consistently said Genesis because I'm still so used to saying that we are in Genesis when we are not. So we are going to be in Exodus chapter two today, verses one through 25. So turn with me in your Bibles, or if you are driving, don't do that. Just go ahead and look at the road and listen along. But uh, for the rest of you who are sitting at home, make sure to grab that cup of coffee and your Bible. I will be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. In those days, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his brothers and saw their burdens. He saw an Egyptian striking a Hebrew, one of his brothers. He looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. He went out the second day, and behold, two men of the Hebrews were fighting with each other. He said to him who did the wrong, Why do you strike your fellow? He said, Who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you plan to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Moses was afraid and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard of this thing, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and lived in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now the priest of Midian had seven daughters. They came and they drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. The shepherds came and drove them away, but Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. When they came to Raoul, their father, he said, How is it that you have returned so early today? They said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and moreover he drew water for us and watered the flock. He said to his daughters, Where is he? Why is it that you have left the man? Call him, that he may eat the bread. Moses was content to dwell with the man. He gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter. She bore a son, and he named him Gershom, for he said, I have lived as a foreigner in a foreign land. In the course of those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed because of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the children of Israel, and God was concerned about them. I like that last verse, God was concerned about them. That's pretty powerful. But let's go ahead and start in verse 11 and talk about some of Moses' story here. So we remember that Moses grew up in an Egyptian household, but not just any Egyptian household. He actually grew up with Pharaoh's own daughter. So he was part of the royal line. He was an adopted son of Pharaoh's daughter. So he grew up as basically an Egyptian official. He grew up to have a lot of power. He's going out one day and he sees that there is this Egyptian man who is striking a Hebrew. Now, one of the interesting things about Moses was even though he grew up in luxury, 
and in a Egyptian household with uh, basically the pharaoh himself, even though he grew up like that and was considered part of the royal heritage, pretty much, he didn't care much about that. And he still considered himself a Hebrew. He probably remembered those days, his young days, when his mom was nursing him, telling him stories and basically raising him from a young age. And then once he became a certain age, he then was adopted by Pharaoh's daughter. So it's a pretty interesting story how all of that panned out. But Moses didn't consider himself an Egyptian, even though he had kind of every right to. He considered himself a Hebrew. And there's actually a verse, I believe, in Hebrews that talks about that. And Hebrews is all the way at the other end of the Bible. (laughs) And so Hebrews talks about Moses and how in faith, Moses knew who he was in God. He knew he was Hebrew. He knew he was not Egyptian. And he considered himself a Hebrew. So it kind of irks him to see his fellow Hebrew men and women, pretty much his countrymen, getting abused and beaten by these Egyptians. So he sees that one of his Hebrew uh, countrymen is getting abused by an Egyptian. This Egyptian is striking this Hebrew man, probably a taskmaster is what I'm going to guess, was striking a slave, a Hebrew slave. So this irks Moses a lot. It, it just makes him really mad. And it says that he glances from one side to the next. He looks all around and he's like, huh, there's nobody around except this, this man getting beaten, this Egyptian and me. So he kills the Egyptian man. And this was not the right thing to do. He knew he was wrong. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been looking all around to make sure he was in the clear. He was absolutely wrong to kill this Egyptian man. Perhaps there's a better way that this could be resolved. But Moses became a murderer. And I think I think there's another verse in the Bible. I believe it's an Acts that says that Moses was probably around 40 years old by this point. So Moses was an established man. <laughs> he was not a young child or a teenager or anything like that. He was an established man. He knew what was right and wrong, but he goes and he kills this Egyptian man. And it says at this point, he buries him in the sand. So, you know, Egypt was desertous and uh, he buries this Egyptian man in the sand. And so after this, he, he thinks nothing of what he did, or maybe he did and he was guilty. I don't know. But one way or the other, he continues on his merry way. And the next day he goes out. And then instead of seeing an Egyptian and a Hebrew fighting, he sees two Hebrews fighting. And he gets kind of mad. And he's like, so why are you why are you fighting? And, and he, it says here specifically that he asked the one who did the wrong. So the one that was striking the other Hebrew or hitting the other Hebrew. He asks that guy, he's like, why are you hitting your fellow countrymen? Like, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? And so this man who was in the wrong gets really mad because Moses is publicly humiliating him. And he says, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you plan to kill me as you killed that Egyptian? So somehow the word about Moses killing that Egyptian man got out. Maybe the man who was beaten Uh, went out and told everybody, Moses killed the guy that was beating me. Or maybe someone was around and saw Moses do this and uh, told everybody else. So who knows how word got out, but somehow this word got out that Moses was a murderer. So all of a sudden, Moses is terrified. He's like, oh crap. He's like, everybody knows now. And it says that Pharaoh found out about this. So So word got back to Pharaoh. But the interesting thing is about all of this was Moses was trying to be the deliverer. 
He saw the, the slavery of the Hebrews and he wanted them to be out of it. He thought, probably, he thought that he was the perfect candidate to be the deliverer of the Hebrews because he was in a prominent place in an Egyptian uh, pharaoh's family, pretty much. He was in a prominent place. He He probably thought that it was the perfect place for him to be in order to deliver these Israelites. But God, of course, had a different plan. And it's pretty interesting how God uses everything. He he even uses Moses's um, mistakes here. But basically, Moses is trying to be the deliverer and he was trying to do it in his own power. And it was going horribly wrong. Firstly, he kills a man. He's a murderer. Secondly, he goes out and he's he's trying to judge his fellow countrymen and they are not appreciating it obviously because the man who did the one the thing that was wrong does not want Moses coming up to him and being like you're doing something wrong probably a lot of the Hebrews at this time were jealous of Moses's position it, it could be very possible that they were resentful of Moses and the fact that he uh, lived in Pharaoh's household and he was a Hebrew who knows they could have been very upset about that maybe they just honestly at this point didn't want to be delivered and I'll talk to you about that later on at the end of this <clears throat> so anyway he's basically like you're not a our prince and you're not our judge so they get really mad at Moses and so Moses ends up leaving Egypt. He has to flee for his life pretty much because Pharaoh finds out about Moses. He finds out about Moses killing that Egyptian man. That would be as terrible as a prince of, you know, England or something like that going out and killing a fellow Englishman, especially if that particular prince was not of English heritage. And he goes out and kills an Englishman. This this is how it was. So Pharaoh gets infuriated at Moses because Moses uh, pretty much broke a huge, huge rule by killing this Egyptian man. So Moses pretty much has to flee for his life. Otherwise, Pharaoh is going to kill him for this huge, horrible thing that he did. So it says here that Moses flees and he goes and lives in the land of Midian. And now the Midianites were actually... um, descendants of Abraham. And that was not through Sarah, but I believe it was through Abraham's other wife after Sarah had died. Uh, I can't remember her name, but it started with a K. It was like Kurin or something like that. It was not that, but it was something similar to that. Moses took another wife and um, one of their sons was named Midian, I'm pretty sure. I I might be wrong about this, but one way or the other, I'm pretty sure that the Midianites were descendants of Abraham in a different sense. So he goes to Midian and he sits next to this well. He finds this well out in the middle of the desert and he's sitting next to it. And it says that some shepherds came and were driving away these young women. And these young women happened to be the daughters of this man named Raul. So these daughters were young shepherdesses that were going out to water their flocks. And these mean old shepherds were trying to push the women out of the way and were being kind of mean to them and all that good stuff. They wanted all the water for themselves and didn't want these shepherdesses to basically uh, 
get the water before they did. So they're being mean to these young women and Moses sees this and he helps the young women. And it says that he sticks up for them and he helps them water their flocks. So these young women return home early. It says because they had so much help from this strong middle-aged man that they, they got home early. They were finished with their chores early with the flocks. So it says that Raul's basically like, why are you home so early? Like, this is unusual. And the women are like, well, this Egyptian man came and stuck up for us and helped us water our flocks and everything. And he drew all the water for us. And so he says to his daughter, he's like, well, why'd you leave him in the middle of the desert? Come and bring him here so I can feed him and stuff. Like, what are you doing? So the women go and get Moses. And uh, it says that Moses and Raul pretty much hit it off. And Raul offers to um, allow Moses to stay there pretty much permanently. And eventually he gives one of his daughters named Zipporah to him as a wife. And so probably Moses and Zipporah hit it off pretty well. And uh, Zipporah became Moses's wife. And they end up having a son named Gershom. And Gershom is a Hebrew word, which means alien, like not an alien from space, but, <laughs> but like an immigrant kind of. So he calls this his son Gershom, because he says, I have lived as a foreigner here in this foreign land. So after this, it says many days pass, so probably many years, many years pass, and this king of Egypt who was going to kill Moses ends up dying. And it says that the children of Israel, so the, the people who lived in Egypt that were Israelites, were so upset about their bondage that they were crying. And it says that they were crying so much that their cry came up to God because of their slavery. They were just bound, basically. So it says God heard all their cries and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. And God saw that the children of Israel uh, were, you know, crying like this and he heard them and he was concerned about them. It says in verse 25. Now, my thing I'm kind of wondering about this is why didn't they cry sooner? It wasn't until after this, this Egyptian king died that we see verses about the Israelites just crying out to God. They just had enough. So why weren't they crying before? And I kind of wondered about that. And it almost seems before, especially with that one particular Hebrew that didn't want Moses' help, it almost seems like they didn't really want to be free of their bondage that badly. And uh, it's kind of... It's kind of interesting. And maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe they were crying. But it's not until right here, hundreds of years later, after the Israelites start living in Egypt, that they actually start crying out to God for God to remove them out of this place. And that is when God starts moving, when they're finally broken enough that they say, God, we need you. And that really is when God starts moving, is when we, we give up everything we think we know and we allow God to move and we cry out to him. That's what happened with me. And that's what happens with a lot of people who I know is, is finally when they surrender and stop, you know, holding on to the control that they think they have. They let it go and they give it to God and they cry out to God. That is when God hears and that is when God restores.
So, of course, this was still going to take a few more years before God fully restored the Israelites, but it is coming very soon. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in Exodus and more about Moses' story then. So join me on Monday at 6 a.m. to discuss Exodus chapter 3 and also be on the lookout for the devotional book I have written, which is called Out of the Mire. It's an eight-week study on the life of Joseph. We just discussed the life of Joseph, and I am so excited about this Bible study. It means so much to me personally. It's great for anybody that is going through purposelessness and uh, depression or just feeling like your life does not make a difference. It's just a great study to do if you are feeling like you need some direction in life, if you are feeling like you are stuck in a trial, because God is a deliverer. And we're going to learn more about that coming up in Exodus as well. So friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful and happy weekend. God bless and happy listening.